Inside Westminster, Chapter 164, Return of the Gremlin. Slimy Monica Monkfish, as slippery as a Loch Ness monstrous eel, had been at it again, first luring her kinsfolk into the belief that she wanted a grown-up conversation with them. Then, as fast as that eel could slither away, she turned heels and said defiantly, "'We're staying at home.' which is fine if, like the other two Celtic fringe nations, the Scots actually paid all their own bills, which none of these nations do. Check it out on the Barnet formula. Anyway, unfazed by by her, the PM plodded on, lighted by one stone due to his brush with the Grim Reaper and vowing to wage war on the blubber when this crisis was over. I got it because I'm fat and 50 and male, Potty freely admitted. How refreshing. He's offended at least what percent of the population? Asked the Home Secretary, Nifty Cadvar, later. The air is fresher in more senses than there's less pollution, admitted one or two, who dared put their heads above the parapet of common sense, including Cadvar. There's also less noxious gas wafting around from all the vociferous minorities which we have had to kowtow to for far too long. Doesn't democracy work because it's the voice of the majority? The Secretary of State for Education, William Gaunt, had querulously asked during one heated cabinet debate. Well, not anymore, Cadvar said. And can't you get those unions in line? I mean, how many weeks holiday a year do teachers get when things are normal? Mm, Gaunt responded, never bothered to add them up. Well, do, interjected Willoughby Knight Johnston, and you'll see why half of them manage to spend several months a year in France, especially the independent sector, where their self-awarded holidays are simply massive. The Cabinet meeting that day was being held to discuss the fracturing of the United bit in the UK, but the PM's mind had drifted at that stage at the memory of childhood holidays on the family's run-down Provence farmstead. Hmm, he mumbled, coming round just as his colleagues were about to leave the room. So what's the conclusion? Put a vote to England to see if they want to keep footing the bill for the pleasure of trying to placate these devolved governments, shouted Knight Johnston, whose political views were old-fashioned and more to the right than Mrs T, to say the least. Only joking, he added quickly, as he saw the PM hadn't found that suggestion at all helpful. Good to have a property debate. Cadvar, who was never afraid of speaking what she saw as truth to power, said to Potty as she was leaving. People are saying you're falling into the trap of running a sofa cabinet like Labour under the leadership of Tefton Tony. Oh, said Potty, who hated boring on meetings anyway and preferred to act decisively on any sofa rather than sit uncomfortably round a table listening to yawningly boring opinions and who was bemused by the fact that those not on the sofa with him were not delighted at having less work as a result. Good job. We've got some positive news to counteract the disastrous figures coming out from the care sector, Potty said to Ben. What's that? Ben asked. You know that we've approved an antibody test which can give you results in 20 minutes, Potty hurrahed. Suppose so, Ben replied, engrossed in some chart depicting international comparisons of infection and death rates. Cripes, these make for terrible reading, gawped Potty. I know. Let's ditch them under the pretense of rejigging the daily slideshow, Ben suggested. Won't it be noticed?
scientist, queried Potty. Well, not if we say we're updating our methodology, replied Ben, continuing, and anyway, they'll get used to it after a day or two. And so the terrible and offending international comparison of daily deaths bit of the daily update was simply removed. How convenient, sniped one of the journalists the day of the new slideshow set up. But we're in line to be ready for phase one of our three-phased return from lockdown, taking baby steps like the game of grandmother's footsteps. Did you ever play that game where you creep up behind the target with elderly, creaking, tiny steps, reminisced Potty, hoping to divert his critics' attention. Another party trying to divert attention was the leader of the Communist Party of China, who said he would offer any vaccine created by his country free for the world. Let's forget, then, that most SARS-type infections seem to have started in that vast country where food, health and safety stewardship seems to have gone AWOL. Like all recipients of this information, there was a fair number of cynics, but let's wait and see. On a lighter note, on the 21st of May, our PM could breathe again as the gremlin of Scarlet Heavens was finally removed from clinging to his neck. Okay, Potty thought, I might have to make a grovelling apology to the London Assembly if they hold an ethics committee hearing to see if there was any hanky-panky between us, but but at least the IOPC's criminal investigation has been called off. Hopefully that'll be that, and I can get on with my life with Mandy. He was thanking his lucky stars that, due to the London Assembly's ineptitude, no one had told him for the purposes of archiving, that he should hand over all the electronic devices he'd used during during his time as mayor. Phew, must have been wearing my lucky boxes that day, he thought. Scarlet had actually hoped that there would be very a very public inquiry, as she'd learnt in life that there was no such thing as bad publicity, and she'd wanted to stay firmly in the British public eye as she saw herself as a proper English lady and planned to bag herself an English gentleman along the way. Her husband? Well, she'd learnt another important lesson in her event-filled 35 years on this earth, and that was that all husbands were in the habit of outliving their usefulness. (laughs) 